0: Go with me to John chapter 5 verse 39 through 40. I want to chat with you very quickly about um, why we're here and how we got here, right? Two questions that I've been dealing with um, uh, that I think were just questions that God was, uh, was impressing me this week to deal with. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. John 5, 39 through 40 reads this way. You search the Scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. You search the Scriptures. For in them you think that you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Thank you, Lord, for Your Word communicated effectively today in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Well, it's the end of the year. It's that last Sunday. It's one of those Sundays that I, I in my mind always have, you know, it's a good time to kick off the new year and just preach vision, talk about some things the church wants to accomplish, set some goals, and just it will be great, you know. And that's kind of the mindset I have when I begin to sit down and work on the message for for this Sunday. Just go, okay, God, let's, let's talk vision. Let's talk encouragement for the body. And in the process of that, I just had these questions that came to me. Well, why are you here? Why are you here? And how did you get here? And I believe the Lord wanted me to kind of just take some time off of just casting vision and moving forward and wanting things to get accomplished to really get myself back on base on why I am who I am and why we're here as a church. Amen. Can I say that today? And so as I was, you know, just thinking about that, this scripture came to mind. And This scripture is a powerful scripture where Jesus is speaking to the religious church, the religious establishment of the times, right? The Pharisees. And he's rebuking them uh, uh, humbly because of what they're doing. And, and what they're doing is, is that they're focused so much on their religious activity. They're, they're totally unaware of Jesus himself, Right? Jesus says, look, you're looking at the scriptures, you know them, but you're ignoring me and I'm the, uh, They test these scriptures testify of me. I am the reason for the scriptures and you don't come to me that you may have life, right? And this is uh, one of the many offensive things that Jesus constantly says in John. We see that Jesus is not interested in making friends, right? He's not necessarily interested in ple- pleasing people. He tells it like it is for the sake of life. For the sake of of truth, right? And he rebukes the Pharisees so strongly, so often. And I used to kind of read those portions of Scripture the same way I would watch a Bruce Willis movie, right? An action movie or something. Oh, yeah, that's cool. But I'm not a part of that, right? I'm just being entertained. And I think oftentimes there's portions of Scripture that I take and I read and I'm entertained by them. But I'm not careful To actually see if God is actually speaking to me. Especially when God is talking to Pharisees. Because I'm not a Pharisee. I don't have religious issues. And surely the Lord doesn't have to rebuke me. Anybody believe that? (laughs) No, not at all. I realized something that God spoke to the Pharisees the way that he spoke to them. Also for us to learn. Right. Look at just the seven deadly woes, which is a portion of scripture where God, where where Jesus is just rebuking the Pharisees because they have such religious practices that stand in the way of the true way of God. And he rebukes them strongly. But I want you to notice in his rebuke, Jesus tells them exactly what they need to do right. In other words, Jesus loved them. If he didn't love them, if he didn't care for them, if he didn't have a place in his heart for them, he would have just said, you're worthless, I rebuke you, get out of Get out of here. Instead, he didn't do that. He told them, this is what you're doing wrong, this is how you're doing it wrong, this is, wh- this is what you need to do to make it right. That's the love of God. And I don't know about you, but there's oftentimes I go to the scriptures and I feel like God's saying, okay, son, this is where you're at, this is what you're doing wrong, and this is what you need to do to make it right. Anybody with me or am I alone? Right? Praise God for the love of God that rebukes us. The love of God rebukes us, right? And so, again, when, 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 I, when I asked myself those questions, the Lord, I believe, led me to ask these questions. Carlos, where are you? Where's the rock? And how did you guys get here? I, begin to be, I, I believe that God was saying, I want you to get focused. I want you to have clarity. It's about me. It's not about what you're doing. It's not about what you can do. It's not about who you're reaching. It's about me right? It's about me. You know, you're seeking the scriptures, you're seeking outreach in the city, whatever you do, it's all about me. So where are you and where, uh, how did you get here? It was really troubling questions that I began to deal with. And I personally began to take those questions to task. And I personally asked God, God, allow those questions to really penetrate in my heart I want you to deal with me as a cardiologist I want you to deal with the root issue of me because I certainly don't want to do ministry that's not pleasing to you can I get an amen Amen. I don't wanna spend my time leading the people somewhere you didn't call me to lead them Amen. Amen. deal with us deal with me show us the truth of this and I wanted these questions I wanted I I wanted to allow these things to just really sober me up and bring me back to base. As I begin to think about coming back to those first, that first love, that first place where I met the Lord, certain things came to mind. And I want to share them with you today. Number one, this came to mind. I never, I never signed up to be a Christian. I never signed up to be a Christian. I don't know about you. But what I knew about Christianity, I wanted nothing to do, be a part of it, right? You know, Christianity seemed to me when I was young, when I was looking at it, a bunch of people who are about the rules and keeping rules. I didn't want to keep rules. Christian Christians seemed to be people who didn't like life. It seemed like they were always punishing things that were enjoyable for no reason. I didn't understand that. And then my friends who were Christians, when I would go to school, they can sing the songs and raise their hands and do the right thing, but then they would act a certain way that was totally different. Listen to the same music, do the same trash. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. All of those things painted a picture about Christianity that, that said to me, that's not you, that's not, you want to be genuine. But you don't want to be like that. I never signed up to be a Christian. As so a matter of fact, let me tell you the truth. I liked sinning. I did. I liked sinning. I loved my sin. I actually had no intention of coming to God. I had no inten- intention of serving God. I loved sinning, and I, and I was growing more confident in it every day. I was growing more confident in my rebellion every day. I it got to a point, even though I was I was always sensitive. It seems when I was younger to the presence of God. It got to a point where I God was a very uh, small thought when it ever con- when, when when that thought came to mind it was a very short thought it came and went right and in the midst of this reality and this dark place there was somebody in high school who just looked at me and said in other words you know what god loves you and he can change your life so cliche ish right i mean we hear that all the time we think it absolutely does nothing because we hear it so much so many people say it. it's, it's, it's there is there really power in that Let me tell you something. There was power that day when that was said to me because I didn't want anything to do with God. I wasn't even looking for him and I was celebrating my sin. But when that person spoke those simple words, they penetrated into my heart. And this is what conviction is. Conviction is not somebody telling you what's wrong. This is what conviction is. When all of a sudden the Holy Spirit of God, something has happened to you That the sin that you once enjoyed, all of a sudden you don't enjoy because there's torment tied up to it. Anybody with me? All of a sudden, you know, I love my sin. All of a sudden after I heard that word, God loves me and He can change my life. Something happened to this heart of stone. This heart of stone. And when I went to do the sin that I wanted to do, I couldn't do it because I feared the Lord. That's conviction. All of a sudden... Sin became a problem. I was like, why did that girl talk to me about Jesus? My life was fine. (laughs) I didn't have a problem. Conviction brought a problem. And that problem is guilt. It's not something I can give to anyone. It's not something you can give to anyone. It's only a work of the Holy Spirit. When a man is convinced of guilt and of sin sickness, there's nothing else we need to do but lead them to the cross. Amen? Conviction came in, and I began to understand that I was a sinner. I understood something bigger than that. Jesus died for my sins on the cross. I put Him on the cross. You know, and all of a sudden, I knew that I was responsible. And that I either would live in rebellion toward God, or I would live my life surrendered to God. And I made a decision to give my life over to God. Made a decision to surrender. Sin tormented me. Not that I wasn't tempted. I'm still tempted. But the torment of sin came afterwards all the time. It still does. Amen? 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 And so I made a decision to surrender to God. But I want to tell you something. I didn't even know that was being a Christian. It wasn't like all of a sudden I said, Okay, now I'm a Christian. It didn't compute in my mind. I didn't think that way. That wasn't a natural process. All I knew... Is that God loved me. Jesus died for my sins. And I now want to do what he did for me. I want to give my life to him. I never ever intended to be a Christian. Let me tell you something. I didn't find Jesus. Jesus found me. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And sometimes when we get caught up in ministry. and church life. We can seek the scriptures. and Ignore the reason for scripture. Jesus Christ. Never forget this, my brothers, my sisters. You never found anyone. Jesus found you. And if we're here today and you think that you're here because one day you came to this altar and you found Jesus, Jesus found you, my friend. Jesus found you. And so I want to ask you today, why are you, he- why are you here? Have you claimed to be a... Is, is it something in you that says, oh, I made a decision to be a Christian? Or is it more like, you know what, Jesus found me and I've given my life to him. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense today? I know we're dealing with semantics, but I want you to understand the root of this. The root of this is this. Jesus is the one that finds us. Jesus is the one we're serving. I never signed up to be a Christian, much less I never, never, ever signed up to be a pastor. Are you with me? I mean, I, I didn't get saved. And all of a sudden I said, okay, 15 years from now, I'm going to be on the track to be a pastor. Woo! No. Do, flat light pastor. Do, poor people. Let's think to be them. Right? <laughs> oh. Why? Because we don't we, we don't choose that. God calls us. Are you with me? Do you understand today that God's called you? You got a calling in your life. I don't know what that is, right? I don't know what that is, but we need to seek that out because God, if He found you, then He's called you to do something for His will, for His purpose. Amen? second thing I want to share with you is this I never signed up to go to church I never signed up to go to church I used to go to the well we never did go to church much as a kid but when we did go it was a very weird experience okay it was like church from like 8 in the morning to like the afternoon time right and there was like we would sing a whole bunch of songs over and over again we'd wash each other's feet In my mind as a kid, all I knew was, man, I'm missing WWF (laughs) to be here, right? I wanted to watch wrestling on Sunday. It will come on at 12. Church had nothing. I I didn't understand church. Why would people want to spend so much time in church? I never signed up to go to church. Let me tell you something. When I came to know Jesus, when Jesus found me, I never thought that meant, okay, now I have to go to church every Sunday. No. No. I never signed up to go to church. I signed up to be Acts 29. I signed up to be the church. Amen. I want to share something with you very quickly that I shared with staff. If you go with me to Acts 28, just hold it there in the last verses. You'll notice something about Acts is that Acts only has 28 chapters. I believe in my heart that you and I are supposed to be that Acts 29 church. Amen. In other words, Acts means this in Greek, praxeis. Praxeis means this, the works of the church. Since the church still remains, I believe the church still has work to do. Therefore, we're supposed to be in Acts 29 generation. Right? And when I look at Acts, and I look at all the things that the church did in Acts, I see a God who's vibrant, I see a God who's moving, I see a God who's powerful, and I see a people who are experiencing the power of God. I still believe, that our god is the same yesterday today and forevermore i still believe that god is deeply interested in moving in the midst of his people i still believe that if the gospel is going to be preached that it needs to be preached with power and conviction i still believe that god can heal those who are sick i still believe that god can set free the demon possessed i still believe that god can raise the dead and i still believe that god when he said you will do greater things than this that he was talking To the church, I consider it a cop-out to say, well, that was just for that generation. I consider that a cop-out of believers who are uninterested in the power of God and unwilling to seek God for the things that He's promised. That's what I consider it. For my life, it would be a cop-out if God has promised these things. And then I say something like, well, I don't need those things. I'm okay with where I'm at. Listen, I never signed up to go to church. But what I did make a commitment to is to follow Jesus and to be a part of his people. Therefore, I made a commitment to be the church, to be Acts 29. And I want to tell you what I see in Acts, 20, in Acts all through the book of Acts. Peter is walking around, right? The Bible says that even as he walked, his shadow would fall on people. Whoever his t- shadow would come over, the people would be healed. Isn't that crazy? I mean, can you can you just picture, for example, a kid, maybe a seven-year-old, sitting next to Uncle Johnny, who's probably, you know, can't he's paralyzed, and, and, you know, seeing a blind man right next to him, and just seeing someone else who's sick with the flu, and all of a sudden, Peter, as he's walking by people, just getting up like nothing ever happened. Can you imagine from that perspective? I mean, it's this little boy just... Just picture what's happening in Acts, right? You know what I see? I, I see a people praying and excited about prayer, and in church model. I love the church model in Acts. You know how did Acts grow? How did the church at Acts grow? Number one, they were preaching, repent of your sins, your are sinners. You need to repent of your sins, and people came to Jesus by the droves. That's pretty cool, right? Hey, here's a here's a cool church model. Sapphira and Ananias die, they fall dead, and here's how the community responded. And people didn't want to join that group, but they had great reverence for the group. (laughs) Right? Nobody's talking about that today in regards to church model. Right? Listen to me. Acts is full of the glory of God. And I'm telling you that if they needed the presence and the power of God yesterday, I'm desperate today for His power and presence today. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you know, that was for Peter and Paul. I don't need it. The canon is closed. Are you kidding me? Let, me? let me just explain that. There are some of us who believe that because we have the Bible and it's been canon. The canon means we have all the books that we believe is the written word of God that God's given passed past. Some who believe... That since we have that, we don't need anything else. Do you know what? I believe that's the same mistake that keeps us witnessing without power. I believe 2 Timothy talks about that. It says people who witnessed, uh, they have a form of godliness, but there's no power in their preaching. I believe that's the very thing that keeps so many people away from the church. Because they hear a whole lot of word, but they don't see the power behind it. And I'm not just talking about miracle signs and wonders because there are many many believers out there who don't be- believe and seek those things. I'm not just talking about that, but I'm talking about the power of the love of God, the grace of God, and the peace of God, and the joy of God in the believer to the point that everything they do points to Jesus Christ. I mean, do you believe in that today? Do you believe in that today? I'm desperate for, th- for the power of God. I'm desperate to walk up to somebody and say, you know what? Jesus loves you and He can change your life. And that to be more than cliche, I want that to bring conviction into their life. I cannot do that. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Let's be quite honest. Either God was a magician who had tricks who worked for that culture and not for this culture. Or our church is not lining up to the Word. Are you with me today? Either... God just had tricks up his, sle- his sleeves that, that just worked for a culture back in them days that doesn't work today or we're not lining up to his word. I, I want to be Acts 29. I want to experience the glory and the presence of God. I want, to, I want to walk in his anointing. And I can't do that by myself. I'm calling you. God calls you to be Acts 29. Third thing is this, and how close But this. I never signed up. Uh, that portion of Scripture talks about Paul, and uh, if we go back. In that portion of Scripture, Paul's basically preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's no conclusion in Acts. He's just preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you and I need to be preaching as well. If we go to the next slide. I never signed up to search the scriptures and not find Jesus. I mean, think about that. Any of us got saved so that we can come to church, do religion, read our Bibles, um, do Bible quiz, raise our kids in the church, but not know Jesus, but not know his presence and not know his power to not hear him speak to us. I didn't sign up so that I can say my prayer. I signed up so I can talk to Him. I didn't sign up so I can just go through my prayer book and get my blessing. I'm ta- if it ain't Jesus, if it isn't Jesus I'm seeking, I'm never going to be satisfied. Even His blessings are just going to satisfy the lust of the flesh, right? And why would God give me anything He has to compete with? Right? Are you with me today? I never signed up. I never signed up to seek the Scriptures and not find Jesus Christ, and not be connected to Christ. So I said, God, I just—you're uh, taking me to a whole nother place. I wanted to preach vision, and I wanted to preach this, but you're taking me to ask these questions: Where, where, where are you, and how did you get here? What, why are you wanting me to ask those questions? Why do you want me to answer those questions? Because I want you to stay grounded, Carlos. I want you to stay grounded, and because I want the rock. I want the rock not to miss me on what I'm doing in today's generation. I want you to be a part of what I've called you to do. Listen. Today, I want to say this. Don't sign up to just be a part of some membership. Sign up to follow Jesus. Don't sign up to just go to church. Make a commitment to be the church. Don't just... Don't just be comfortable knowing about the scripture and having good doctrine. Make a commitment to talk to Jesus. Would you stand with me today? If, If we could stand at this point. Just one second, Brother Society. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me... I'm really excited about 2014 because the whole focus of all the ministry that we'll do in 2014 will be, how are we Acts 29? How are we living out the gospel of Jesus Christ? You know, how how are we witnessing under the power of the Holy Spirit? That's why we wanted to begin with a fast. We want to begin with a fast because we want to do exactly what God has called us to do. And we don't want to stray from it. Amen? Let me tell you something. I... I'm going to be faithful to the Lord to do to live out this following him as best as I can and lead this church in doing that. And I'm asking that this year would not be a year of us focusing on limitations, but a year where we press into the presence of God and we begin to witness. Mm -hmm. I feel uh, in many ways as I pray uh, and seek the Lord for you that so many of us are stagnant in our faith. And feel like, you know, I can't really go out there and reach out and minister. I can't really go out there and be a witness. That's just not me. I don't know how I can do that. The word of God says, greater is he that lives in you than him that lives in the world. And I am believing and trusting God that this is going to be a year where you're going to be released to be his witnesses and his light in the world. I'm going to tell you something. God loves you greatly. God loves you greatly. And he has a calling in your life. And there are lost people out there who need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God has called you to preach that gospel. God has called you to preach that gospel. There's no one, there's no one that can duplicate what God is doing, what God especially called you to do. And, and I want you to listen to that very carefully. I want you to understand this. There's a calling that you're responsible before God to fulfill amen amen god has called us to this great commission i believe 2014 will be a year of his of his uh, of his him releasing the rock to another place would you at this time just begin to pray that god releases us to do your ministry to do your work begin to pray that right now what did you want to say David, would you help? Amen. 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 Praise God. I want the life of God. Amen. I I want the joy of God. I want the abundance of God. I I want that first love to fill me. I want to walk in it all the days, all the days of my life. I want you to experience it. I see I see you, and I love you, and I love what God's doing in your life. And I want to do whatever it takes to encourage you to walk in that abundant life that God has promised. Amen? And I pray that you would consider today making a commitment, saying, you know what? I am am selling out. I'm selling out. So maybe you're here, and you're saying today, Pastor, right now, even as you're speaking, I'm feeling that conviction you're talking about. I feel the Holy Spirit calling me to surrender to Him. I feel God calling me to follow him in a deeper way. If that's you today, would you raise your hand right where you're at? You know that the Lord is saying to you, follow me. Follow me. Right where you're at. If that's you. You're saying, I feel this conviction of God. And I want to make a commitment today to follow him. To follow him. Yes. Amen. Amen. This is for the bravehearted. Hallelujah. Yeah, this is for the totally surrendered. Hallelujah. Maybe you're here and you're saying, pastor, you know what? I've been very comfortable coming to church and receiving and things, but I realized that I need to be the church. God has to, God has to have more for me than just sitting in pews. I realized today that that God has called me to be the church and that God has a dream for me and a purpose for me. I want to know that purpose. I want to walk in it in 2014. Would you pray for me? If That's you, would you raise your hand right where you're at? Right where you're at. Amen. So I want to be the church. I want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to walk out the dream of God in my life. Amen. Amen. This is a tough one. Maybe you're like me. And you've been here more than once, twice, three times, four times, maybe five times, <laughs> who knows. But you're saying, Pastor, I feel like I've been through a slump and th- got caught up in a religious spirit. Uh, my relationship with Jesus has been all about what I've done, uh, what I'm doing, the ministry that I do. And right now, I just, I just want to confess, I want to get back to talking to Jesus. Just having a relationship where I'm hearing from Him. And he's hearing from me, and and that's what matters most. I've I've fallen off the wagon. I've fallen off that place where that intimacy with him was number one. If that's you, would you raise your hand right where you're at? You're saying, I want to make a commitment. I want to make a commitment to my intimacy with the Lord today. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, right now as we turn to you, I thank you for all that you did with the worship team today. Today, even the songs, God, even I just just to think of the fake fire illustration, and man, so many of us, even I, uh, uh, I've been at places, Father God, where all I've had is a fake fire, and just the illusion of it has satisfied me. But deep within, knowing God, that I need real fire. Real burning fire. God, today we need a real burning fire, God. A real burning fire in our hearts and in our lives. And God, we turn to you and we pray, oh God, burn away the dross and the things that keep us from your presence, God. Bring conviction, Father God. Bring conviction, Father. Break off the distractions, God. Begin to put in us those kingdom dreams. Impart in us those things that you desire for us to have, Lord. And make, Father God, make lead us to this place where. For intimacy with you, Father God, is what matters. God, we don't want to seek the scriptures and miss you. We don't have the, want to have the right doctrine and do the right things and be a part of the right ministries and miss you. We don't want to, Father God, have the right titles and the right reputation, yes, Father God. God, and not know you. God, we don't want to sit in church, God, completely yes, disconnected God. from who you are. Deal with us today. Save us today. Father, I thank you for 2014, a year of power and anointing and releasing your people to their purposes, a year of surrender, God, a year of being church instead of attending church, a year, Father God, of just uh, selling out, God, because of the power of your Holy Spirit and the work of your Holy Spirit in us. Maybe you're here and you're saying, I need prayer today over those things. Uh, I need to take a step of faith today. uh, and I need prayer, Pastor. If the prayer team would pray with me. If that's you, would you come up to the altar Jesus, today? Would you come up to the altar? Amen. Amen. You say, I need prayer today. I need prayer today. Amen. I need the power of God in my life. I want to step forward and yes, making God. a commitment. I've decided to follow Him. Ooh, Father, I yes. thank You. I thank You, Lord. I thank You, Lord for your work in us. Lord, I pray continue to have your way. Lord God, move in power and might and change us from the inside out for your glory and for your honor. We bless you and we thank you. Lead us with your grace. Lead us with your power. Father God, and have your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a good weekend. Happy New Year. Sister Rachel, would you help me? Yes. i have decided thank you. thank you for your presence to follow jesus i have decided